0: No more chains are binding me, I'm totally free. Hello, Faith Family, and welcome to another edition of Totally Free. It's the radio broadcast ministry of Free to Worship Ministries, now in Midway, Florida, where Pastor Ken Colvin is our senior pastor. But today we're talking about faith. And how many people out there know that the faith it begins with the word of God? Faith it begins with the word of God. Yeah. The Bible says that man shall not live right on. Right on. by alone. Right oh, there's right some theologians in the house. But by every word that proceeds a word. By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So is So the faith begins with the word of God. The word of God is where we go so that we can figure out everything that we need to know about this world. Where we come from, where we're going. What does it take to be in covenant relationship with God? We find the plan of God in His Word. But Hebrews 4 and 2, it says what? It says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached, not being mixed with faith, did not profit them. So even though we have the word, we still have to have faith. Amen. In order for it to be profitable for us. Amen. Amen. So we have to have faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. And it says, What? But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So then we have to have faith. And not only do we have to have faith, but we have to seek him diligently. Sometimes the things that we're going through in our life, they're taking place because we're not seeking him Diligently. And the Bible says that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you need the rewards, maybe we just need to seek him a little bit more diligently. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we got to seek him diligently. But how many people out there also know that faith, it brings healing? Amen. Faith brings healing. That is the title of our message today. Faith that brings healing and today we're going to be uh we're going to be in the fifth chapter of luke fifth chapter of luke very popular passage of scripture you guys might be familiar with it i see you got some theologians in here i can't even quote any scriptures y'all finishing my sentences and, and carrying on. so uh i know you guys are familiar with it amen 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 Luke, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse. This is where we're going to be at for a while. So you can go ahead and open your Bible today and keep it on there. Amen. Amen. Starting in verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and judea and jerusalem and the power of the lord was present to heal them so they're setting up the scene they're setting up the story and they're saying that jesus was there and he showed up to teach the people and the people knew that jesus was there and when the people found out about it the bible said that they all left these three cities and they all came and they gathered around jesus There was a multitude of people that were there to see him and to hear what it was that Jesus was teaching. But you see, the thing that really stood out to me was the gathering together of these people. It also brought something else. It said that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You see, oftentimes I think we take on this mindset that we can do this on our own. Sometimes we have this idea that all I have to do is just get a little bit more knowledge. All I have to do is go to another doctor. All I have to do is go to another psychologist. All I have to do is hear from another person that might know what it is that that I'm dealing with. But you see, I'm here to tell you this morning that if you are dealing with something, if you're dealing with that, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with brokenness, if you're dealing with loneliness, you don't need all of those people. The only thing that you need is the power of the Lord to be present and he will heal you it is the power of the Lord that heals not knowledge, not wisdom not understanding but it is the power of the Lord and it needs to be present if you want to be healed it's not a luxury so what happened next and it says, and behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. So we got the people and they're gathered together. Everybody's there. and The Bible says that the power of the Lord is present to heal the people. And the Bible says that there were men that came in and they were carrying a bed and there was a man that was laying on the bed. You see, how many people out there know that who it is that you're friends with, it matters. You see, we need to know some friends that can get you what you really need. You see, A lot of the things that we deal with in life, we deal with because we're surrounded by people that don't have what it is that you're looking for in order to heal you. Mm -hmm. We surround ourselves with people that want to do a good thing, and it's not that they don't mean well. The problem is they just don't have what it is that you need in order to be healed. Mm -hmm. You see, we have to be able to look at people and understand what's going on in their lives before we accept information from them. Mm-hmm. I don't need you giving me information about relationships if every time I look at your relationships, there's a two-month turnaround. Oh mm, glory. glory. <laughs> need you giving me information about finance, if every time I turn around you asking me for $25. (laughs) You see, we've got to be able to look at what's going on in these people's lives so that we can understand whether or not I should receive information from them. You see, people can want the best for you without knowing what's best for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again People can want the best for you Without knowing what's best for you It's not that they don't want to help The problem is that the level of healing that we need sometimes Is beyond their level of assistance Sometimes they just don't know, and they're giving you what it is that they have, but it's just not enough. Mm. Mm. I was talking to my wife the other day, and um, she was telling me about um, some friends that had gone out to Panama City. They were going out to Panama City. They were having a, a family vacation there, and they, you know, they was having everybody meet up. Just a big old group. You know, family's there, you got your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, all those people out there. So they showed up and they were at this mansion and the mansion, um, there was a mansion, there was a pool, really, really nice, real nice, amen. So they gathered there to have fun and, you know, they uh, somebody, they hatched a plan and they all said at like 11 o'clock at night, all right, listen, we're all going to go outside. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna go outside by the pool, and we're just gonna sit by the pool, and we're gonna have some fun. And while they're standing out there by the pool, one of the kids looked back at the pool and noticed that there was a toddler floating in the pool, face down, face down. So immediately they jump in the pool, they grab the toddler, they bring they bring him out of the pool. And they bring him inside of the house. And now you have all of these people that are gathered around this baby. And they're all trying to help. Everybody's there. Everybody's trying to do CPR. Everybody's trying to, trying to pump the water, trying to do this, trying to do that. Everybody got ideas. But nobody could bring the baby back. But fortunately for us, Fortunately for the baby, there happened to be somebody there that actually owns a business where he trains people in life-saving measures. Mm. Where he trains people how to do CPR. Where he trains people on how to get the water out of the lungs. And he was there and he shows up and everybody's there offering assistance but can't bring them back. He moves the people out of the way, he goes to work, and he brings the child back. You see, we have got to have friends who can not only acknowledge the level of assistance that they can offer you, but who also know where to go for the assistance that you need. You see what I'm saying is we have to have friends that can get you to Jesus. We have to have friends that know that God is going to make good on His word. We have to have friends that know that God is our provider. We have to have have friends that know that God is going to take care of our every need. That God is our healer. We have to have friends that know and understand when the power of God is present Mm -hmm. to heal and to get you there. It matters who it is that we hang out with. Look at your friends and say, what kind of friends you got? What kind of friends you got? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Next verse, amen. And it says, and when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch carried a couch with him, into the midst before Jesus. When they couldn't get through the multitude, the Bible says that they left and they found another way. You see, there's a traditional way and then there's another way. You see, the traditional way is I go out here and I stand in line behind these people. So then there's a traditional way, and then there's another way. You see, the traditional way says, okay, I have my friend here, I know that Jesus is there in the building, and the right thing for me to do, the traditional thing for me to do, is to stand in line behind all of these people. Hmm. But then there's another way that incorporates a sense of urgency. You see, we got to get out of this traditional mindset and we've got to start operating in a sense of urgency. Amen. You see, the traditional way is, okay, I'm just going to sit in church and I'm just going to wait on these people to show up. You see, but the, tri- but the sense of urgency way is, no, I'm going to go out like Jesus said, to the highways and to the byways and I'm going to compel them to come into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You see, we got evangelists that went out. How many people went out yesterday? Mm. Amen. Y'all, give it up for those people. Those are evangelists. Those are people on the front line. That's the sense of urgency. You see, we can sit back in the church and we can wait on the people to show up, or we can go out and we can say, "Get in the house of the Lord." You see, when we know that the power of the Lord is there and, and it's present to heal it should instill in us a sense of urgency to where we're willing to break out of our traditions, Amen. where we're willing to get out of line Amen. where we're willing to if we have to just move whatever it is that I have to move as long as I have access to this power that can heal me yes, we got to be willing to get out of line sometimes you got to get up on the rooftop come on, yes. come on to get that healing. Somebody say, get on the rooftop. Get, get on the rooftop. Glory to God. And what happened, what happened, that, I'm, I'm good with this one. You don't want me to use this one? <laughs> <I'm> talking after <absurd>. service. <laughs> and what happened next? Verse 20. He said, And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, unto him, man, Thy sins are forgiven thee. When he saw their faith, you see, Jesus wasn't moved by them coming out. He didn't say anything about them skipping the line. That was wrong. He knew where the line was at. <laughs> he didn't say anything about them getting up on that roof and tearing the roof up. <laughs> But it says that when he saw their faith, Mm -hmm. he was moved by their faith. Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith faith is it impossible to please him. Mm -hmm. It's faith that moves God. So what did he say to him? He said he saw his faith. And immediately, the first thing that he said was, not you're healed. The first thing that he said to him is, Your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you. Hmm. You see, a lot of times we come in looking for healing, but there's something else that needs to take place first. You see, he goes in and he says, What? He said, Matter of fact, turn with me to first John, the fifth chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. What is it that your faith brings to the table? What do you get out of this faith? What do you get out of this faith? The first thing, he says, check this out. He says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. It's currently Christ. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the son of God? Hmm. You see, them seeking after Jesus Christ the way that they were seeking after him, it showed Jesus something about their faith. You see because the Word of God, it comes to heal what? The soul of a man. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone mm-hmm. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. So it's bread that gives life to the body, but it's the word of life of the, it's the word of God that gives life to the soul. Manhood. You see, his first priority is to take care of the soul of a man. That's why the first thing that he said was, he said, your sins are forgiven you. Mm-hmm. You have salvation now as a result of your faith. You and me are now in covenant relationship as a result of your faith. Amen. Good. That's the first thing that he wants to deal with mm-hmm. is your sins. Amen. What's the next thing that he wants to deal with? Turn with me to verse 24. Let's go down to verse 24. And he says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of palsy, I say unto thee, Rise, take up thy couch go into thine house and immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house glorifying God glorifying God you see the next thing that our faith is going to bring is healing it's our faith that's going to bring healing Healing from the situations that we deal with on a daily basis. Healing from the things that we deal with on a daily basis. Sometimes our lives are in shambles. You see, it's not just healing in our bodies, healing in sickness. Sometimes it's mental things that we deal with. Mm -hmm. There's things in our heart that we deal with. Turn with me to Malachi, the fourth chapter. The second verse and it says but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with what healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall the son of righteousness not the son the s-o-n the s-u-n so he's talking about what He's talking about the light of righteousness. The light that comes from God is produced by our faith. That light that comes down and it lights every man. Who is this light that he's talking about? This light of righteousness, who is he talking about? Turn with me to John, the eighth chapter, the 12th verse. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Mm -hmm. You see, it's faith in who Jesus Christ is that produces light on the inside of a person. And it changes a person from the inside out. You see, a lot of the things that I dealt with personally, I dealt with because my heart was darkened. My heart was in a place that it shouldn't be. I had no faith, I had no hope. The only thing that I knew, the only thing that I understood was the way that I felt, the way that my flesh felt, and the things that I wanted. And I lived my life trying to get those things. If it brought me satisfaction, then you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. And when I mean satisfaction, I'm talking about gratification of the flesh. If it made my flesh feel good, then it was okay. It's not not that big a deal. But in the meanwhile, my life was in shambles. My relationships were in shambles. My finances were in shambles. Get up on Friday, Saturday night, Talk about going to the club because it's fun. Get oh up in a jail cell that night, glory. Oh. <laughs> Don't act like it's just me. I've been in to jail too. <laughs> oh. No, I know we have it. <laughs> That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> But whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcoholism, depression, anxiety, whatever it is that we need healing from, whether it's unforgiveness, Amen. it's all by faith in Jesus Christ. You see, we don't fix the problem by focusing on the problem. Amen. We fix the problem by focusing on Jesus. Amen. It's Jesus that heals every broken place in your life, every broken place. And what happened as a result of that, He said that he did what? He experienced this healing. And he said that he left in the presence of God rejoicing. Rejoicing, why? Because now he's experienced it. Now he has a testimony. You see, and a lot of times, people don't stick around long enough to experience the power of God to yield them. <laughs> they don't stick around long enough. So they never end up with a testimony. It just turns into a trip to church. Oh, yeah, yeah, I went to church, but you know, It doesn't mean anything. Because they don't stick around long enough to be able to taste the power of God and to partake. Mm in the power of the Lord that is present to heal. Mm. Because what happens after that? Let's look at the next verse. I'm almost done. And he says what? He said, They were all amazed and glorified God and were filled with fear saying we have seen strange things today. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. This is strange. You see, when I go back and I see my people that I used to know 20 years ago, that's what they say. This is strange. Because this is not who I knew. Mm -hmm. This is not the walker that I know. This is not the Jeff that I know. This is not the guy that I hung out with. We have seen strange things. You see, because when God heals you, He wants the power of God that you experienced to be a testimony to the people around you so that they'll know that they have access to healing too because the power of the Lord is present to heal them too. It's for everybody. You see, I don't know who's in here today and I don't know what it is that people deal with But I don't want you guys to ever be afraid. I don't want you guys to be depressed. I don't want you guys to be walking around anxious, anxiety. The thoughts of your mind, the thoughts of your heart walking around in fear. Looking at all this stuff on the news and we don't know where we're going to turn. I know exactly where we're going to turn. We're going to turn to Jesus. Because he's always kept us. It may not have looked the way that we wanted it to look, but He always kept us. It might not have felt the way that we wanted it to feel, but He always kept us. Man. Maybe it was dark. Maybe I had to stay up nights crying about things, fearful of things, lonely. And lonely is a big one. Mm. That's what causes a lot of people to fall back. Mm. Loneliness. Because when you first start this walk, it's very lonely. You want to know why? Because you're used to being around people that do the wrong things. And those are people that we're friends with, people that we had intimate relationships with. And now I have to sever those relationships so that I can pursue Christ. Mm hmm. And what ends up happening is, the enemy starts playing with your heart and and playing with your mind and telling you, no, you know what? It's not a big deal for you to go back over there. Mm. But I'm here to tell you today, don't go back over there. Don't go back over there until you've been changed. You want to know why? Because that person doesn't have the same convictions as you do. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been set free. And he's not a part of the covenant. And because of that, the enemy can come in there and he can use him anytime he wants to to get you outside of the will of God. Amen. Come on. We sit there talking to our friend thinking we're just talking to our friend and we look at the devil right in the eye and don't even know it. Oh, glory. Because it's not the person that we're worried about. It's the words that's coming out of the mouth of the person. Hmm. It will always let you know who you're talking to. That's why it's so important <laughs> that the people in here, when we see new faces and we see people that, that, that we typically don't see in here, we have to embrace these people. Know. Let them know who you are. Let them know where they can find you. Link up with it. Because a lot of them, they're just out there by themselves. We have to get close to people. No more chains are binding me. totally free. We hope you enjoyed today's message and invite you to fellowship with us at our new location. That's 32319 Blue Star Memorial Highway in Midway, Florida, 32343, where God wants to meet you midway. Until next time, faith family, be blessed and remember, in Christ, you are totally free. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free.